You're listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real with host Ray Zander. Get ready to expand your life, your knowing, your alignment with Source. Welcome, everyone, to another edition of Everyday Attraction. You're here with your feel-good sister, Ray. And this is Heather. And we're so glad you're here with us on our show as we get close to the end of 2014. And we love to come together every week on our metaphysical porch. (laughs) We love to come together and talk about all things physical and spiritual and the fact that there's really no difference between the two. (laughs) And we're glad that you joined us today. And it is, you know, it's a fun part. Uh, I love this time of year. There's a lot going on. But I also like this idea of sort of wrapping up a year. There's something really wonderful about that. And also projecting desires and um, looking forward to the potential of 2015 and starting to beat the drum of what it is that you want, you want, you want, you want. <laughs> I was still sitting on the uh, medical metaphysical porch in the snow with you, rocking in our yes, chairs. Yes, we have hot chocolate, right? <laughs> we have our, actually I have some hot tea. I did some vanilla cranberry tea. It's really a weird combination, but it works. Oh, it works. Sounds <laughs> it sounds good, right? And um, so we love to come together, as many of you know, uh, every week to talk about the law of attraction, but really to go much, much deeper than than what you might have known of the law of attraction. We like to understand vibration and energy and the fact that really we're playing with energy. There is nothing, nothing, nothing solid in the universe. Ask your local physicist, ask your local quantum physicist, they will tell you it's all energy. And so what we really love to wax on about is how do we work with energy, mold energy for the fun of it, for our expansion points? Yes, you know, growth happens, as our favorite teachers say, growth, 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 it'll happen. But we're really here to expand our experience in the physical. So Heather and I talk a lot about wanting to kiss the contrast, but also to experience fully being in the physical with our spiritual hearts on, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, to really start to blur the lines between what is physical and what is spiritual. Because don't you think, you know, making these sort of pies of, you know, this is spiritual and this is is not, or this is just physical and it's just kind of crazy, right? It's all this extension of energy. And, you know. I was talking about that with a client today because we were talking about you could compartmentalize and put everything into a little box and make it all separate or you could see it all as the same thing and it all lines up and it just all comes together. And that's what I think is really 
where we take this logical learning that we've been talking about and we and we don't just have it in our heads anymore. Now we're living it, breathing it, being it, and we're in that heart space and we're feeling it. And that's when like the whole game changes, you know, and it's just really beautiful. And that's exactly it. You said it. It's like we want to show up with our full power, our full alignment. And if we only take our spiritual selves to church or to our mountaintop meditation group or our yoga class, and we don't take our spiritual selves, you know, right into the core of contrast, right into the core of our work week, right in- into the core of traffic and commuting and kids situations. And you know what I mean? We want to take our whole selves into that physical experience and um, because then we're really got our, our got our finger on the power button because we're not alone we're never alone we can go alone good luck with that <laughs> but we're never alone and we want to bring in the full power of our source and all the entourage the spiritual entourage that surrounds us to be physical to really yeah. really love the physical experience and yes there will be contrast we did not come as our our favorite ever as our favorite teachers tell us every week that we listen to them, the Abrahams, um, that we came here for the physical experience. That is why we're here. And we came here for the contrast, because the contrast is expansive. And I, you know, I think oftentimes, I know in the early kind of early days of studying law of attraction, there, there was a great momentum around avoiding contrast. And then if you had gotten into contrast, you actually had missed the mark in some way. And I think that the whole philosophy, especially from our Abrahams has really, really shifted in such a big way that we're really, we're not pushing against anything. We're really bringing in the contrast as part of the spiritual growth, not separate from it. Yeah. And I think, well, the other piece too is just um, detaching from the outcome is the is the piece that I always like to talk about because it's when we're in our head and we're so attached to what we want to have happen and then when it doesn't happen, we start to go spinning into that frenzy of thought and when we leave our heads and kind of step down into the feeling and move into our heart space and allow ourselves to feel through the process and detach from the outcome, then we can see the gift in the contrast. We can see the gift in the flow and the gift in the contrast from like a third party perspective. I always think about Wayne Dyer when I talk about this, like watching your own life as if you're observing it from an outsider perspective and just saying, isn't that interesting? Oh, isn't that interesting? So that's kind of what I think this work is doing for all of us. Yeah, it really is powerful because then you're able to go to that more general place, which is where source hangs out, that generalized, you know, positive, pure positive energy and be able to get a perspective that then allows you to go in more into the details and into the contrast, but not lose yourself. And it really is the emotional balance that we like to talk about. And of course, you know, we, uh, the, the audience of our little podcast here has been growing exponentially and we just love you all. And we thank you so much for telling a friend. And if you're into the Abrahams and you have other Abrahamers, um, letting them know about the show, we really appreciate that. And it's coming back and, and in our emails and, and uh, actually I wanted to share an email that I recently got from someone who, who was a listener and um, I will keep it anonymous, but I think it was a really great question and Heather, I thought it'd be fun for us to talk about it because it's right in the sort of wheelhouse that we're, we're talking about is sort of being in the world um, as, and then, uh, but not of it in a way of <laughs> a biblical quote, I'll just throw that in there, <laughs> but it is, it's an interesting balance. So here's what, here's what she writes. So we'll 
call her Patricia. She said, for years, I have avoided the news. I don't watch it. I don't read it. I avoid it because it upsets me, sometimes to such an extreme that it takes me a while to recover and stop replaying the images that I've seen. Scene. But in a social situation, I have this sort of deer in the headlights look when it comes to discussing, cur- discussing current events. I would like to be more informed and not look like I don't know what's going on. I've been, um, she said, Facebook really makes it tough to avoid horrific events. I try not to click on articles or links, but sometimes I'm like a moth to a flame. I'm getting better about closing things immediately when I realize I've clicked on something that is going to make me unhappy, which brings me to my question. She says, if I believe that feeling good is number one to my ability to be happy and also to contribute the most to our troubled world, quote unquote, what, um, what role then does staying informed play? What role does being involved in? Is there, if there is injustice happening, am I to remain mute? Should I ignore these things? Who will fight for the oppressed if not me? I'd love to know your thoughts in the Abraham perspective. Thank you, Patricia, for for that beautiful um, question. I thought that was so beautifully set up, and and it helps us sort of look at this philosophy that we're we're hearing from Abraham, but also from many metaphysical teachers and much of this new thought movement and science of mind, that we really kind of want to see this as a whole philosophy and not just as a quick remedy. So one thing that, you know, Heather came up for me when I when I read her question was one thing that we have to remember over and over again, and it's something we just spoke about, is that this planet will never be without contrast. Right. So give that up. Right. Yep. There's never going to be peace all around the earth. <laughs> I mean, I, I hate to shake anyone's, <laughs> rattle anyone's cage, but you know, as much as we all uh, think that that's possible, contrast is going to happen on the planet. It's part of why we come to the physical. And if you look at even, you know, the natural world, there is a lot of contrast going on in the natural world. And so first and foremost, I think we got to let go of this idea that we've got to make it all everybody happy. Let's just let that go. <laughs> and, it, and not and we wouldn't even really want to, we, even exactly. if we could. Even if we could. Because then yeah. we would have, we would not be at choice anymore. Right. And we wouldn't be creating with contrast. So let's talk a little bit about what contrast does, whether it be big, fat, ugly, warlike contrast on the planet or daily stuff in your own life. Um, really, what contrast allows us to do is launch rockets for what we want. And we can't ask for what we want if we don't know what we don't want, which is what contrast is so beautifully. It presents the dark so that we go to the light. It is that shadow side. It is what allows us to get clarity on what it is that we're wanting. So hot, cold, etc, etc. We know that the contrast and diversity is part of our physical experience. So we come to peace with the fact that contrast is part of um, our expansion. But what I love about this work is sort of the the component of this of the vibration, the energy that we spoke about, that a solution to a problem does not hang out in the same vibrational ball field, if you will, as the problem. So if you really want to be part of a solution, part of an evolving consciousness, part of a world that's shifting and changing and becoming more loving and yeah, again, not getting rid of contrast, but becoming more of a higher vibe, then you've got to hang out in the ballpark where the solution hangs out. And you can't hang out in the problem. I mean, this is Einstein said this, you know, you cannot hang out in the problem and get the solution. So it's not like you want to bury your head. 
but you don't want to live in the contrast either. You know, I talk a lot about a short shout and I've talked to, you know, you have your short shout and maybe you have a couple short shouts. Maybe you go back to short shouting, but you don't pitch a tent there and live, you know, in the, in the protest, in the problem. And, and, you know, that I think we, we get into trouble when, you know, we read the news. It's one thing. And, and, you know, I remember Reverend Michael Beckwith always used to say, you know, use the news headlines as your prayer request. You know, this is what I see for the planet. It's the opposite of that. You know, right. it's the bouncing off place, as Abraham would say. And then I like to say also is um, to detach from the outcome, to ask for what you want, but to detach from the outcome. Because if you stay attached to it, then you're attracting what you're focused on, which is usually the fact that you don't have it yet. <laughs> yeah. Oops. <laughs> yeah. So that whole detaching. And I think there's a lot of like... Um, confusion about that piece because some people say well if I'm detaching from the outcome am I telling the universe I really want it and there yes you know you are saying you want it and you're okay with not having it right now exactly and you're okay with the path to it because Mm -hmm. it's never about the destination there's always going to be more there's always going to be more if this war ends another one probably will pop up if you're you know you get your tire fixed chances are eventually something else is going to go wrong too i mean we want to realize that the journey is never done so we get to be at peace on the journey too um but i also think it's it's really important Uh, i want to talk about the emotionality and we get back to the question that was answered so asked so you know, if we want to stay informed, that's okay. I mean, obviously, if you want to stay informed of what's happening on the planet, you don't want to go around saying, no, 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 don't talk to me. I have to stay positive. That's crazy. But also, you have to look at the emotional um, balance. You have to look at the emotional cost. If you read something and you cannot get your emotional balance, in other words, you cannot find that place of stepping back and going more general, as our wonderful teachers would say, and holding and having faith that there is every person on this planet is a divine, eternal being. You have to trust that what they're going through is is part of their expansion point, and they are no less God than you. You know, it's so funny how we look at people, especially across the world, and we look at them as if, you know, they're not holy, or they're not perfect and beautiful, and that there's something missing. You know, they're, they're on their own trajectory. And yes, of course, we want to help and we want to be part of that. But, you know, how is it that we help? What is the most powerful thing we can do? We can hold them as divine beings. We can hold them in the truth of knowing that they have the power either through us or through many other um, opportunities to get what they need. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Okay, I feel a little pulpity. Did you feel my preachers start coming through? (laughs) (laughs) You know, when you told me that you come from a long line of preachers, I laughed because I was like, I get it. I get her now. I get you. so cute oh my god that's too funny i can totally feel that coming on but i i think it's really important that we can find that balance between having information about what's happening but also holding the solution in our consciousness knowing what's possible seeing the divinity in each situation and each person and the possibility that's unfolding because of the contrast not in spite of it yeah, you know. and I and I want to clarify that because we don't necessarily have to know what the solution is, just that there is one and that the universe can can handle it for us, um, because we don't have to go out there solving the problems and figuring them out. 
Exactly. And, and, you know, and to the point of taking action, if it feels good to protest, well, go girl. But if, but you're going to have to, you know, it's quite challenging to be protesting something and holding the, the energy of the possibility of the solution. Not impossible, but you can see how if what we focus on expands and you spend all day, every day in the protesting because as Abraham right, says, because you're you know, fighting against and you're fighting for, and then you're getting a little bit of against and a little bit of for. You're manifesting a little bit of that and then a little bit of the opposite. So in a way, you go nowhere. It goes in circles, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I, I think that's something that Abraham talks a lot about is that you can't focus on something that you don't have and get to where you want to go. You can't get there from there. You've got to step back and be in the vibrational, emotional place of it being fulfilled. If whatever it is, and, and again, like you said so beautifully, not to be attached to the outcome, but to really see what it is that you're wanting. And um, but I I believe that someone can go to a quote unquote protest and be in a happy place. Sure, um, I believe that. However, yes. it, it might you know at some point you know, again, you want to move to what the potential solution is and how you're working toward what can happen, not what is happening, because that's really the exciting part. Um, so we got to take a break. This is so fun. So we're going to come back to this question. I think we have a little bit more grist to talk about. And then we're going to talk about unconditional living, unconditional loving. We're going to play an amazing track from a recent Abraham workshop that you're going to love. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. You're listening to Everyday Attraction here on Unity Online Radio. Stay tuned. Don't think saying to yourself, I'm going to focus on me starting Monday, or right after the holidays, or on my next birthday. Well, we are here to say, don't wait another moment. Your health is the most important gift you have for yourself and those you love. Start now to become a more vibrant, healthy human being. Take that critical first step and join us every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Central on Awaken to Your Best Health. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. state of change, a period of transition? Perhaps you simply don't know which way to turn, or you want guidance on taking that next step in your personal or professional life. You can activate the power of yes with Reverend Beverly Melander. As a new thought minister and next step counselor, she knows how to listen to where you are and help you get to where you want to be. With 20 plus years of experience, she offers spiritual counseling and affirmative prayer next step counseling for your personal or professional life, as well as resume writing and editing. To learn more about Beverly's counseling services, visit beverlymolander.net. That's Beverly, M O L A N D E R.net. We now return to Everyday Attraction and the Metaphysical Porch with your spiritual neighbor, Ray Zander. Have a sit, get something to sip, and let's get real. Spiritual. 
Welcome back from the break. You're here with your feel-good sisters. This is Ray. And this is Heather. I love doing this show with you, Heather. Thank you so much for being here. It's so fun to be Feel Good Sisters together. And we know out there that you all who are following us and um, talking about the show and talking about Abraham, we just love you so much and we appreciate you. And many of you have asked, um, how can you contribute? How can you be part of this Feel Good Nation? I'm just going to call it that. Feel Good Nation with the Feel Good Sisters. And uh, and we thank you for that. And we've actually set up a website where you can contribute and you can actually be part of our keeping the show going and doing more and more and more and trying to um, to really serve this little community that we're creating that loves to go deep in and, and excited about this work. So we've set up a site at a, a new sort of web component called Patreon. It's P-A-T. E-R-E-O-N. It's like Patreon, but it's Patreon. P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com. And it's a little bit like Kickstarter in the sense that you can contribute to our show. You'll search Everyday Attraction, obviously the name of our show. And we've put together a little profile, what we're trying to do, what we're trying to build. And you can donate um, a certain bit every month to keep us going. It can be a little, it can be a lot. We trust you. We know exactly um, that everything is unfolding perfectly. So you're able to donate um, once a month in a rotation. So unlike Kickstarter, which is just a one-time uh, gift, you can actually give a little every month and keep us going. So again, we thank you and we encourage you to go to Patreon. That's www.patreon.com and search for every day attraction. And we thank you already and because we already enjoy um, the exciting community that we're creating here. And we just love this topic. <laughs> you can't get enough, right, Heather? Never. There's never enough. There's, there's never. always <laughs> more. No, there's more. always enough, but there's always more. <laughs> always more, always more. And of course, we welcome you to head over to our website at everydayattraction.com and join our mailing list. And you can find out also about some wonderful opportunities to work with Heather one-on-one. She's been doing some amazing work with our listeners, doing some channeling sessions and consulting with people and really helping them on their path. So we encourage you to take advantage of her services here too. So back to our um, our topic today, we we're talking about, you know, really being in the world, but not losing our emotional balance, because we cannot be of true benefit to the world, or more importantly, to ourselves, which then can give to the world, if we're out of alignment, if we're stuck in emotions that bring us down. And so our friend Patricia had said, you know, but how can I stay informed, but not lose my balance? Um, how can I be part of the solution? without ignoring things. And it really, again, is not about ignoring, but it's about seeing a situation, allowing the desire to launch through you, but then all day, every day, focusing in on what it is that you want, what it is you want for them and for yourself. Because only then can you attract in the solution. You cannot get caught up in the drama and be of any help to anyone. Now, that doesn't mean you're impartial. doesn't mean you aren't empathetic. It doesn't mean you're not loving. You know what I mean? It's right. Like, why do people think we got unloving? Well, and the piece that I hear when I'm listening to this question, because I've asked this question of myself before, um, is that if it's all about me and what I think's going on and what I think needs to happen or what I get upset about or whatever it is, when there's that ego aspect of us, it's almost as if we're lessening the um, understanding of what the universe is capable of with our co-create, you know, in collaboration with us. And so I always, in this moment, ask the universe to drive 
my car instead of me driving my car. I used to drive my car. Let's see. This is a metaphor, of course. Drive my car and then I would hear something in out the back and it was like source hanging onto the um, tailpipe or whatever the thing's called. Like, And I'd go around a corner and source would go flying around. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> um, like an old movie. And it's because we think we know what we need to do and where we need to go and how it needs to show up. And the more we understand that, like you said earlier, there's some level of collective co-creation of any kind of worldly experience. Um, if we're if we're creating something from a place of fear, we're not going to solve it from a place of fear. And if we say, hey, let's have Source come in here and drive the car to the solution and we are just the passenger or even in the back seat detaching from the outcome knowing that we're going in the right direction even though we don't know when we're going to arrive there or what it's going to look like but just you know that what you call what do you say faith faith first yeah faith it um faith it till you make it and also i had i'm a country music fan so i just thought of jesus take the wheel i'm sorry that was like <laughs> one of my favorite little songs there. I was just hearing that in my head. Um, yeah. yeah, so it is, again, metaphorically, this idea of, of allowing spirit to drive the solution and also see the visioning and you become part of the unfolding to and then act on that inspired action. It's not about, again, being inactive or burying your head or ignoring. It's about being available for inspired action. But if you're depressed and you're sad and you're, you know, feeling fear, you're not going to be available to the solution and that which is calling you forth um, to be inspired and to be part of, of the evolution, um, to ride the wave to take the bounce. So, you know, but I, I do think they're in the world and Abraham has talked about this. It's been a while since they talked about this. There's kind of people who are step oneers who are just asking, 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 and some of them are in deep, deep contrast, right? Mm-hmm. Asking, asking, why? Nah, more. And there's, there's like step oneers and then step two source says yes. And then there's the step threeers who are hanging out in the solution and saying, I'm receiving from the contrast. I'm allowing the con the the solution to to move through me i am here to get the inspiration and and manifest that because i can't be in the asking and in the receiving at the same time right i have to choose my camp so a lot of times i, I think i look into the world and when i see a lot of turmoil i'm like damn those step oneers man they are in it step one step one step one asking 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 protesting pushing ah and i love them for that but I also feel like my calling is to be in the step three where I'm available and inspired by spirit and by the larger, broader capability. And it's not mean you, it doesn't mean you can't move from step one to step three. Don't get me wrong. But you can't be in both places at the same time. Well, okay. Let me ask you this because I want to disagree, but I want to graciously disagree. Um, <laughs> and I want, I'm, I'm going to step four, which we didn't talk about the step fours, but um, <laughs> the step, the step three, you can be in the receiving and asking at the same time in that you're receiving that and you're asking for more. You're still always asking all the time uh, for the next thing, the next thing. And you're receiving that which you ask for too. Yeah, that's step four. And I think that step four living is is fantastic. And it's the newer message that we've been hearing from them. But you can just be a step oneer. I mean, it's, yes. a, it's okay 
to just be a step oneer, to ask and ask and ask. But I agree with you, it gets exciting to be in step three, but even more exhilarating and more physically exhilarating to be in step four, where you're in the contrast, not losing your emotional balance. Um, and still being able to take the ride. So you're, you're still receiving the contrast, but not losing yourself in it and, and allowing it to be the propellant, if you will, to move you forward. Um, but I don't think that there's any one step that's like better than the other. No, not at all. Yeah, it's just different. But I, I think point taken, I, I agree with you. Um, but this step for living, you really have to have some agility uh, and maybe you come into the planet just being a step four. I totally get that. In my experience, I've sort of had to practice being a step oneer and and then being a step threeer, which has been the lion's share of my spiritual growth, has been trying to receive that which I've asked for and being asked through me, you know, to receive and get rid of contrast. I mean, that get contrast, get rid of resistance to the contrast, yeah. um, allow it to move through. I, you know, and receiving is not easy. <laughs> No, I would say you're not the only one. I mean, everyone naturally asks. And of course, number step two, we don't talk about because the universe is taking care of that responding. But step three, where the receiving place, the lining up and aligning and allowing, that's everybody's hang up. That's the whole point of being in a body because it's the being in a body that is inviting the contrast and without the contrast we would easily line up you know so right, right. how to line up in the contrast is the step four um so i i was just saying that we're asking and receiving and lining up and being okay with the contrast when we're in step four that's my favorite we're doing all of it yeah i love that because then then you get to be in the world and of it too mm -hmm. you know you don't have and to that's be when you're it. the spirit and the body yeah. And the mind right. all at the same time. <laughs> I love that. I mean, that's really firing on all jets. And, um, and I think that that's the most exciting part of some of this new work that Abraham is bringing in and some other metaphysical teachers. And obviously, the channel that you are, Heather, is bringing in this message so clearly. And I think it is an opportunity um, to be both fully sensitive, because what I hear sometimes, and, and I think it was coming through in this question, too, is, you know, dang it, I'm a sensitive person, how do I deal with that? And I think sensitivity is so great. It's powerful. But if you can't control your focus and where you are, then sensitivity is a curse, right? Yeah. Well, and I would say that's probably 90% of my clients come to me because they're so sensitive and they don't know how to energetically protect themselves and everybody else's energy is in their space and they can't discern the difference between theirs and anybody else's and they can feel all this stuff, but they don't even know what they're feeling. You know, I mean, like, am I picking up on somebody else's emotions or is that mine? You know, exactly. <laughs> so I have a lot of tools. That's one of the things that I loved about attending the Berkeley Psychic Institute way back when in my 20s. So many tools about energetic pr protection and how and they say, you know, the aura is designed to hold our unique energy and so just this the, the thumbprint is unique to our dna our aura is designed just for our own energy and so it's an energetic thumbprint i love that i love that and i, I think you know it is important to to really um, be able to move in and out of these worlds and and to find our stability and to use our sensitivity as a tool not as as a sentence 
you know, um, not as a reason to get depressed or as a reason to numb out or a reason to, you know, become addicted to alcohol or drugs or, you know, a lot of times the most sensitive people end up, you know, falling into addictions just because they don't know how to cope with their sensitivity. And so I think part of the spiritual work is, you know, really moving into my favorite F word, which is focus. You know, can you focus yourself beyond conditions? And and I think this unconditional loving living is such an important tool where we step back from the quote unquote conditions of our life and align with source, because as Abraham says all the time, one who is aligned with source is more powerful than a million who are not, who are running around, you know, freaking out. And and so I think that's really the important part. Can you refocus in the midst of the storm and find your grounding and find your connection? Um, and that is a practice. And I don't think it's the same way for everybody. You know? Yeah. And we're, we can, we'll say you can. We'll say you can. We say you can and you will love it. You can, you will love it. And what I think happens for everybody is they do find more pleasure in their body, whether it be smells are enhanced, aromas smell better, food tastes better, sex feels better, sensation feels more intense, whatever it is. Um, when you're lined up, that physical aspect of who you are is more sensitive in this pleasurable way. Yes. And also the small stuff, the smaller, quote unquote, ordinary details of life take on a brilliance and a beauty and a sacredness that you kind of miss when you're either shut down or, you know, lost in the in the sort of what we call, quote unquote, lower emotions or not less than but different, you know, that that sort of when you're overcome by emotion, it's really hard to be in that high flying place and then see the beauty in the contrast and in the very simple, simple things of life um, that are so gorgeous. And and I think that's that step for living that we're talking about. But this idea, too, of unconditional happiness is really fantastic. But it is not um, something that we've practiced very much because we've been taught that, you know, happiness comes from a condition. It comes from a happy marriage. It comes from having your baby. It comes from having money in the bank. It comes from et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So we've kind of lined up this sort of desperate search for conditions to be a certain way in order for us to feel good. Right. Trouble, 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 trouble. <laughs> right? I mean, that's where we get into trouble. Well, and, you know, I mean, I... I look at it like, it's kind of funny. I remember when I was about 12 years old, I asked my mom (laughs) this question, which is funny about women. I'm like, well, why do women get their periods when they're not pregnant? Wouldn't it make so more sense to get your period when you are pregnant? Then you'd know when you're pregnant and you'd only have your period every few years or whenever you only had kids. So I thought, you know, God's got it all backwards. And I started to just... (laughs) look at it and I laughed about it, but I started looking at things and I said, when I, from my point of view, it's almost as if everything we're taught societal is backwards. Yeah. Yeah. Then what it, how it really works. And so it might sound crazy, but if you start turning around what the, the average Joe or what, what do they call the it? Collective Joe's, consciousness yeah, or unconscious or whatever yeah. believes and you turn it around to the opposite. It's usually 
the easier way or the right. way it works. You know? <laughs> right. And I flip it, flip it, yeah, flip which is it. which is what these teachers do so beautifully is that they flip it. So we're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll listen to a little bit of an Abraham workshop recently and watch how they flip this again to helping us understand that unconditional living is clearly the ticket to happiness. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. You're listening to Everyday Attraction. Just like life, grief is a journey, not a destination. Whether it is loss of life, relationship, security, or simply the process of change, have you given yourself permission to begin your journey of grief? Have you yielded to the gift of grace? Join Rev. Chaz Wesley every Thursday at 5 p.m. Central on a virtual navigation from grief to grace and explore new horizons of empowerment, significance, and support only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. I'll light a candle in your name. Pop culture is defined by the Oxford Dictionary as... Modern popular culture transmitted via mass media and aimed particularly at younger people. But can it be meaningful? Spiritual even? The hosts of Pop Conscious think it can be, and that it can be fun to explore, too. Melena Dawn and Stacey Macris Ross will be your amateur cultural anthropologists, examining pop culture and spirituality every Monday at 2 p.m. Central on Pop Conscious on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. You've been listening to Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real. To learn more, become a fan of our Facebook page. Search for Everyday Attraction or email us at everydayattraction at unity.fm. Your comments and participation are sincerely welcomed. Welcome back from the break. We're so happy that you're here on Everyday Attraction. Wow, this hour is just flying flying by. But we want to uh, to talk a lot about this, this really um, profound awakening. And it is awakening, isn't it? To, this, to the understanding that you can feel happy, you can feel engaged, you can feel enlightened, if you will, without any conditions in your life changing from where they are today. And I know that for many sounds shocking, but it truly is the door to freedom freedom because if you need conditions to change, that means you need people and circumstances to be controlled and good luck with that. <laughs> good luck with that. <laughs> so, I, the you know, the real freedom is letting that go. I was looking at, um, the, I had a, a vision when I was channeling and I was thinking about awakening and I kept saying awakening, awakening, and then it, it looked almost like a, it, I, I saw it as a jolt, a jolt of awakening, like smelling salts were under your nose and you're mm. like, whoa, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here now. I get it. I was sleeping. Yeah. I'm awake. But it really is, think, 
sometimes we compartmentalize our life too, where, you know, we get up in the morning and, and we're feeling frisky and we're, you know, we've done our Abraham work. We know we're going to think better thoughts and we're going to start the day off with, you know, really aligning with our potential and staying general. Isn't it wonderful to be breathing? Look how the sun came out without my effort. <laughs> but, but also then we get to work. <laughs> <laughs> and oftentimes it can all come crashing down, which is what I wanted to play a little bit from a recent Abraham workout workshop. And again, we give you a small appetizer that we love to dive into and talk about, but we encourage you to go to abraham-hicks.com and get this track, get every track that they've ever done. Just dive in with both feet. And if you can, you can go to one of their workshops. They're going to be in San Francisco in January, um, early 2015, but they go all around the world. Um, so be sure and catch them. But we want to talk a little bit about this track. We'll play a little bit and then we'll come back and discuss it. So here we go. One of the things that I recognized immediately is that I remember sometimes that you've talked about your vibration is where you last left it. Usually in the mornings when I start my day, I do a little journaling. I do some meditation and I go skipping on my way to work and at work for those eight hours, there's something different that happens. <laughs> Very different that happens. Yes, 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 there is. And, and you are creating that oh. right now with this awareness and conversation. Just this identification that work is harder right. because of what goes on there, you're practicing the vibration that continues that. Isn't that interesting? That is interesting. So let's play this unconditional love game. Okay. So briefly, what are the conditions at work that make alignment less likely? Just tell us oh. some conditions that you would like to be changed. <laughs> he jumped well, right on that. You saw it on his face. Right. I could speak specifically about my boss. That would be one condition that could change. So what is it about your boss that if it were different micromanagement and if his incessant mm -hmm. micromanaging would cease right how would you feel i would feel so good i would feel the ability to just to, use emotional words if you can okay. i would feel i would feel relief relief is not the emotion that we're looking for while it is a feeling hmm. relief is the letting go of give us another emotional word if that condition could change exuberance. i would feel <laughs> Now, there's a lot of momentum in exuberance, and so this is important. So what you are trying to make us believe, which defies the laws of the universe, <laughs> you're trying to make us believe that your train can be going 80 miles an hour that way and then suddenly go 80 miles an hour that way, and it can't. It's going to slow down right. before it begins going the other direction. So rather than jumping right on with exuberance what emotion would you feel if that micromanaging would cease i would feel fun my job would feel like fun i would feel ease I'd definitely feel ease. ease i would feel ease i would feel ease in the allowance of my own juices to flow flow was my next word flow i would feel ease in getting to do what I'm inspired to do. I would feel the flow of my own inspiration. I would feel the clarity of moving toward what I want without someone else taking me off in another direction. Now, we're offering some sort of negative commentary here, but we're wanting to hone in on that feeling. I would feel ease, and I would feel confident, and I would feel sure, and I would
would feel stable and I would feel good. I would feel happy to be there. I would feel glad. I would feel inspired. I would feel uplifted. I would feel capable. I would feel efficient. I would feel satisfied. I would feel proud. I would feel exuberant. Yes. I would feel passion. I would feel elation. I would feel eagerness. I would feel so very glad to be here. Now, just in that conversation, don't you sort of kind of feel that? Yes. In an absolutely. unconditional way? Yes. In other words, the guy didn't go away, but he didn't need to for you to focus yourself into that. Right. So now... Your relationship with that micromanager has changed just with that conversation. Yes. You are not the same person showing up tomorrow as you were if you had not done that. You see what we're getting at? Absolutely. You're different. Your point of attraction is different. You have created a different vibrational atmosphere. He must rendezvous with you on a different disc. You are now choosing the disc that if he's going to rendezvous with you on, he must come to where you are. You've been going to where he is, and he's always there ready for you. Yeah. But now you're not there. He'll go. He won't find you there. You'll zig and zag. You won't find each other to be there. On all levels of co-creation, he won't find you. His thoughts about you will be different now. If you're vibrating in this place and he's vibrating in this place, if he's micromanaging, meaning he's looking for trouble, he's looking for things that people have forgotten, he's trying to prevent things from going wrong, and you're up here, tuned in, tapped in, turned on, inspired, he cannot play with you. You have changed your vibrational relationship. You have experienced unconditional alignment and he cannot buck your current absolutely he cannot buck your current right but when you join him on his current and complain about it you got nothing and that's what you're complaining about you're not complaining about him micromanaging you're complaining about your absence of management he <laughs> ouch <laughs> <laughs> I was like thinking about the last time I complained. I'm like, oh, oh, oh. So it's not. It's not the micromanagement that's problem. It's your lack of management. So let's 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 deconstruct that a little bit because that was really a juicy, delicious track. So again, you know, this idea that you know we we really have to be the pivoter, right? We have to be this place of of knowing that. It is an emotional manifestation first and that nobody has to change. Nothing has to move in order for us to move emotionally. God, I love the freedom in that. Don't you? Because if you think about it, the only thing that no one can ever do is have an emotion for you. Right. Total freedom, total and complete freedom. But you need to start where you are. I mean, you heard him, you know, he was like, well, if my boss wasn't micromanaging me, I would feel exuberance. And Abraham was like, well, not exactly. You know, you can't really get from frustration to exuberance in one situation. You've got to sort of shift the emotion, but you don't need the boss to change or the situation to change in order for you to, to make that, that pivot and that momentum. Um, it really is stepping back from those conditions. So, but how do you do that? I mean, if you've got a momentum that says work is hard and it sucks and there's no way around that, you know, to try to pivot that is is more of a gentle slowing down and shifting than it is making some sort of crazy quantum leap you know and i think sometimes we think it is oh, i'm just gonna feel better you know i'm gonna you know put a happy face sticker on that empty tank you know which just never works but you know being able to shift our emotion from the situation and and really what i love about that that whole seven minutes 
is they basically said, you've got to feel it first, which is what we talk about all the time. <laughs> you know, you've got to feel it first. So, and you know, they said it so clearly, how would you feel if this particular boss stopped doing what you don't like? So you're moving to what would it feel like if it wasn't the situation? What is it that I do want? And you I saw, love their you know, rampage. Yeah. And the momentum of that rampage, you know, the very first thing was just ease. Wasn't exuberance, right? Just feeling ease. Flow. Love that word. Yeah, start with where you are and then go into that. Well, ease actually isn't always where everybody can get to right away. <laughs> That's true. That's true. That is a pretty nice shift. But I think yeah. they, they felt that he could go there. You know, that he could go with ease because he could imagine what it would feel like because he had it. He was actually, you know, putting his own shackles on in a way because he was deciding that with this boss and the way that this boss was, I can't feel free. I can't feel ease. I can't. So here is an in that little rampage, you know, going to feel it first before anything changes or shifts. How would you feel? And I think that they saw that, you know, he could start to feel the allowance, the flow. Like he would saying, right, you know, the very tip of his tongue was like, oh yeah, flow is my next word. That's exciting, right? When you start to feel, yes, I could feel the flow of it. I could, and then of course, their rampage of assurance and stability and I could feel good and then we're ramping up to inspired. I could feel uplifted. I could feel satisfied. And then we really start cooking with passionate and elation and the exuberance that he is wanting. But what happened in that little seven minutes was that no conditions actually changed, but he right. was a different person. Yeah. And I love that you write this down because you're the head person, right? And so I hear them and then I just go into a trance and really don't hear any of the words, mm. but the vibration is moving. So you can put any word to whatever you want, but as you notice the vibration raising up, that's where we're going. We're going to a higher frequency, a higher frequency, a higher frequency. Call it whatever word you want. Yeah. It's the feeling. I love that. And it's a momentum. It's truly yep. what momentum is. But you have a different POA. Your point of attraction is different. Your POA changes when you feel it first. And we talk a lot about the 17 seconds and the fact that if you can hold on to that new POA for longer than 17 seconds, then you start to really physically shift what is coming to you and there'll be new rendezvous points. And instead of you joining them, and this is really kind of coming full circle in our show today, instead of you joining them, they join you. And that's how we create a new world from the inside out, right? Mm, yep. And when they come to you, they have that high vibration and that unconditional alignment is what you hold in order for the situation and circumstances really to shift. And gosh, what a great way to not only serve your own well-being, but to serve the well-being of the planet. It is truly a win-win. <laughs> it is truly a win-win. And the only decision that we all need to make is to feel it first and to feel it first long enough so that the momentum of the planet can join our dance and then physical conditions have to change. Not that's where our intention, because that's not where it's not beating the drum of what's not working. We can't get there from there, but truly the physical world has to shift 
And that is where it gets really exciting and interesting. Not that it's perfect. Again, right. the contrast doesn't go away. It's going to get messy, people. But we get comfortable with the fact that it's messy because it's on its way to something. And that's the expansion point. That's exciting. And one of the things that I, I like to just kind of document, because we you and I have been doing this and a lot of other people have been doing this for a long time, is that the way it kind of shows up is you feel it first, you kind of go back and forth, like you you feel the feel good flow, and then you feel the the um, stuckness, you know, the the paddling upstream, and then you you kind of go back and forth a little bit, and um, then sometimes it's like, well, uh, interesting, you know, I've been focusing on what I want, why hasn't it shown up yet? And what I've noticed is if you focus on what you want and then the lack of it and then what you want and then the lack of it and then what you want and then the lack of it, you almost stay stagnant because it's calling it towards you and then it's it's calling it away from you and then it's calling it towards you and then it's calling the opposite towards you. And so you get that um, kind of sensation of not moving. And so I love that whole 5149. Just sometimes it's just shifting it two degrees from – 51% focusing on what's not working to 49% of what is and then just shifting that out and, and to move it to 51% of what is working and what you are wanting and it can be that simple. So for those of you out there that have been listening for a long time and been doing this for a long time and wondering what's up. <laughs> Where's my stuff? Simple. Where's my stuff? <laughs> it can be that simple. It's two degrees away. Yeah, yes. I agree. Absolutely agree. It's just a pivot. It's just a pivot. It's not a complete got to go do a, new, a workshop, get a new book, go find a new guru. It's none of that. It's so close. It's breathing down right your neck. It's breathing yeah. down. Just looking into your eyeballs. I love that. What a great way to wrap up this hour. Thank you, Heather. And we just enjoyed cool. talking about this unconditional living. Let's just go out there and do it, people. Come on, Feel Good Nation. Let's do this together for the fun of it. We thank you so much for joining us for the hour. Thank you, my dear Feel Good sister. Thank and you. Yay. And as we always say every week, feel good, sister. Feel good, sister. See you next time. Thank you for joining us on Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real. Join host Ray Zander every Friday at noon Central Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on Unity Online Radio for more ways to align with your source and start living the life you intended to live. Everyday Attraction is a part of the Align Radio Network at www.alignradio.com and sponsored by Send Out Cards. Check out www.sendoutcards.com forward slash attraction. In jest, there is truth. Shakespeare made the line famous. And at Holy Rascals, we've taken it to heart. Join us at HolyRascals.com, a spiritual education resource and community of spiritual boundary crossers who are on a truth-seeking journey that doesn't shy away from humor and frank conversations. HolyRascals.com offers cutting-edge webinars, short online videos, and podcasts. Our featured teachers are inclusive, radical, and often funny people who embrace the common heart of all religions. Find us on Facebook or check out our upcoming programs 
programs at www.holyrascals.com. Culture is defined by the Oxford Dictionary as modern popular culture transmitted via mass media and aimed particularly at younger people. But can it be meaningful? Spiritual even? The hosts of Pop Conscious think it can be, and that it can be fun to explore, too. Melena Dawn and Stacy Macris Ross will be your amateur cultural anthropologists, examining pop culture and spirituality every Monday at 2 p.m. Central on Pop Conscious on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. In his new book, What If Godzilla Just Wanted a Hug?, Daryl Fuzaro emphasizes the positive effects of applying unity principles in everyday situations. Laura Harvey, editor of Daily Word magazine, exclaims Daryl Fuzaro shares his life lessons with inspiring creativity. This book is encouraging, funny, and heartwarming, a combination I highly recommend. As co-host of Unity Online Radio's Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed, Daryl's old-school charm and no-nonsense approach to spirituality keep a global audience laughing and inspired. What if Godzilla just wanted a hug? Is loaded with Daryl's hilarious, award-winning illustrations and packs his wit and wisdom into easy-to-digest, bite-sized stories of how he transforms chaos into tranquility and succeeds in the entertainment business by doing the opposite of everyone else. What if Godzilla just wanted a hug is a pocket Bible encouraging the talented and timid to trust their gut, act on their intuition, and step out boldly. Even if you just bought it for the chapter titles and Daryl Fuzaro's illustrations alone, you'd be getting more than your money's worth with this book. Author and film critic Sister Rose Pucati says, Spending time with Fuzaro's stories will leave you no choice but to smile and carry on. Oh, he forgot to mention he hangs out with a group of nuns, but then, if he had, it would have necessitated a change to some of his more colorful adjectives. Have fun ordering your copy of What If Godzilla Just Wanted a Hug today on Amazon.com. Amazon.com. 